Welcome to G.R. Joburg 156, a.k.a. Cobra Night Landings. The festivities may include people sneaking around in the dark and or moving silently through rubber rafts. But first, let's check in with everybody from around the world. You got Cujo on the West Coast. It's blustery. It's on fire out here. But maybe I'll get to some more cheerful things. Steven, how is Hong Kong? Steve's in Hong Kong. Uh, Steve just took his top off. Woo! Because <laughs> Steve has to switch off the AC in order to record a podcast. That is scary. Uh, indeed, indeed. I don't know, Cooch. You got me in my in your spell, dude. I want to hear more spooky shit. But we've got some more guys along with us for this ride. Yeah, this there's like at least a whole two other <laughs> people in this podcast today. <laughs> Including that man. <laughs> Including this man, who's also very hot. Here in Ooh. the Joburg of Johannesburg. <laughs> Whoa. And what's his name? I think, I think his name is Paul. And my name is Paul? Yes, it is. <laughs> and I'm in Cape Town. My name's Robert. And it's raining real hard down here. It's pretty scary. Oh, I'm so jealous. It's loud. And it's really? proud. And it's ready to come at you in the dark of the night. <laughs> <laughs> like a night landing. I'm so jealous, dude. Mmm. Well, the view is nice from this raft, so I have to ask Stephen, you were in Australia, but you're now back in Hong Kong. Does that mean everything is good over there? Everything is not good, um, though I must say it is very isolated and easily avoided. Uh, by that, I'm referring to the fact that Hong Kong is essentially in protest at the moment. Uh, there is civil unrest, uh, demonstrators making themselves known. There's a massive sentiment of fuck the police right about now. It's wow. very gangster, about as gangster as Asia gets. Mm. Yeah, man, uh, just, just today. I, and typically rioting happens over the weekends. NWA. <laughs> yeah. um, more like AWA? WWE. Agents with attitude. You said it, buddy. Yeah. They typically are more active on the weekends, so getting home <laughs> on a get Sunday. Got to get the jobs during the week, eh? Exactly. Well, I we think... are protesting, but first I need to serve these fries. For civil unrest, it's very civil. It's very civil unrest. <laughs> uh, so Sundays are pretty big. Like the, my um, my tube station, my subway was 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 closed. So oh. I had to find an alternative, which involved a ferry. Uh, Hong Kong's very famous, famous for its ferries. Ferry across the water. It was yeah. It's uh, the perfect way to cap off the perfect evening. Mm. But as I say, Cooch, I mean, I the easiest way to see the protests is to turn on the TV because you know if you are on the ground in Hong Kong, it's it's easily avoided. It's not. It's not like the you know zombie apocalypse raging everywhere. Well, I hope it's having some sort of impact. It, it, it is isolated, and the the authorities are very much responsible for isolating it. It doesn't get too far out of hand. But we're still hearing it half the world, you know. I mean, all over the globe. I mean, South Africa, America is hearing about it. So I mean, they're having some sort of impact, if not locally, internationally. Mm, it's big news. Yeah, and I think one of the reasons it's important in South Africa or why we're hearing about it in South Africa is because we also have quite a high uh, population uh, of Chinese people here, you know? So oh, yeah, no, no, definitely. I think that's, yeah, yeah. For any listeners scratching their heads at this point wondering what they're getting politics for in their G.I. Joe podcast, uh, the reason <laughs> Hong Kong 
citizens are rioting is i mean the broadest stroke is they want less interference from china hong kong and china are irrevocably linked the the, the catchphrase is oh, is it one nation two systems something like that china is definitely big brother but hong kong has enjoyed mm-hmm. a lot of liberties and freedoms just in the wake of being you know a former british colony up until 1997 and economically they are very very distinct from mainland china and politically but at the end of the day they answer to beijing and hong kong citizens are not pleased with the new legislation that was that they hoped to pass and that just started a massive uproar and it's still raging there are four possibly five major demands that uh, have to be met before the civil unrest dies down my goodness um, so far no one's been killed but there have been injuries and a lot of anti-police sentiment as a result a lot of people getting hurt on both sides there's some scary stuff happening in october i saw a video of a guy doing a flying kick uh, a flying kick uh, you know who else makes broad strokes the oars yeah. on the night landing. <laughs> Are we pushing off into hold the Hold on, hold on. Already? Before we get there, like, has anybody got any new toys? Whoa. I mean, you know, Before we push I off. hate to, like, glance over this, but, like, some of us have actually got new toys for a change. Whoa. Um, Did, tell us sorry, about Gooch. it, Paul. Tell us um, about it. No, brother. Go for it. Well, I recently celebrated a birthday, which is pretty cool. That is amazing. Happy birthday um, to Paul. He scratches his ball. (laughs) 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 He shops Um, at the mall. Happy birthday to Paul. Hey. He does shop at malls. Well done, Steve. Good job, dude. Hey, he's a a poet and he he certainly knows it. Hey. So, yeah. So, I've got to say, your birthday is always better when you get toys on it. And this birthday was cool because I got toys on it. Um, Or after it. Yeah, well, you know, it doesn't matter. It was they were still destined, you know. It's it's like, yeah, we won't go there <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, like okay, so I got um, I, actually ironically, I got all of my presents actually the day after my birthday. But, uh, we <laughs> won't go there too much. It's a message. <laughs> Someone's trying to send you a message. Like clearly, oh, dude, this birthday is on the sticks wrong in day. one's memory more than the twenty fourth. Yeah. <laughs> No, like, like this, this is the whole joke about my birthday. Like, this is always a thing because traditionally my birthday always falls on the day before payday. And so my parents have always, like, had to, like, scramble to go and get me a birthday present, um, as soon as they got paid on, like, the 21st. So it's very seldom that I have actually always had something to open up on the day. Or if I had, it was because maybe one of my parents got their salary a little bit earlier. You know, like on the weekend of the 25th or something, you know, and whatever, and it fell on a Friday or something ridiculous. So it's just funny how that happens. Anyway, that's not what's important. What is important is that I got one of the new Ninja Turtles from the new uh, Rise of the TMNT series. Now, say what you will about the series. I'm not a big fan of it, but I always respect the creative endeavors of those teams and I know how much work it is. But the toys are pretty awesome if you like the designs. If you don't like the designs, they're dead on arrival. But um, these are pretty well articulated turtles figures. Uh, they got a great scale to them that I really enjoy, and they got that uh, very cool tune esque um, shape to them. You know, their their whole design aesthetic is very animated series. Um, they weren't trying to go for a realistic appeal here at all, and they're fantastic. And I got Leonardo, and I got Baron Draxon, 
who is the new baddie of the series before they introduce uh, Shredder, I'm sure. Um, and he's pretty rad as well. He's also fairly well articulated uh, for, for a total baddie, because usually they tend to be quite stiff. Um, even though he is kind of still a brick, I mean, he's well articulated, but you can't really do a lot with him. Uh, but he looks great. He looks imposing on my shelf. And then the next awesome thing to arrive in my on my birthday was a snow serpent that snuck into my house and tried to kill me. But uh, we're <laughs> friends now. And uh, yeah, that was courtesy of my main man, Steven, here on the show. Not to put him in the spotlight or anything, but this toy is so cool. I mean, anybody who has a snow serpent knows exactly what I'm talking about. These guys are the business. I love them. I'm so glad I finally have one. I now have a vintage snow serpent to put into my vintage wolf, which makes me very happy. And I can also take him on special cool secret missions. Um, so thank you again, Steve. Um, so yeah, so I'm very happy because this is definitely one of my, my sort of top top choices. or top. Uh, um, Has that uh, mortar yeah. taken anything out yet? Uh, I haven't got his mortar thing. Uh, unfortunately, this specimen came with everything but his actual guns, um, which is actually okay because his weapons are not that hard to get hold of. It's usually his backpack and that parachute pack, which uh, tend to be quite a, a pain in the butt to find sometimes. So I'm very happy. Well, I wish you luck finding his AK then, because uh, in my experience, that is a, a rather difficult accessory. Mm. It's a damn fine mold. I mean, it's a good piece. And I think the you know it 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 does find a lot of favor uh, for army builders as a result. Well, thankfully, um, I've got the modern era one. I've got a modern era snow serpent, and I haven't actually taken the time to have a look because I actually have two modern era serpents, snow serpents. Hmm. So maybe this one can borrow one of their guns and the mortar launcher. I've got a feeling it might actually still stick onto this backpack. Onto this pig. I don't know. I need to check it out. Uh, please don't hold me to it, anybody. I haven't had a chance to check that out yet. I've just been enjoying taking this toy on missions and having him uh, uh, on-site procurement and taking out other military toys. <laughs> um, so he's been cool. But uh, yeah, thankfully I have that. And I know with the modern era, they've reproduced that AK a few times. I think in that desert set that they did, I think they reproduced it. Even though it might be the wrong colors, I think it's still there. But anyway... I'm just really thankful that I got these awesome toys. I'm thankful that I'm, you know, I'm here. I'm healthy. I'm happy. And yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's fantastic. Nice. Hong Kong toy shopping is epic. <laughs> I mean, as it as could be expected, uh, there is a thriving toy culture here. <laughs> um, I walked into Toys R Us yesterday, and that place is mega. It's insane. Mega. The in-store displays are next level. I don't know if you guys have seen for the Siege Transformers line, the, those like stop-motion animations. Yes, yeah. Anyway, they've got those things on loop in the Transformers section, and it's immaculately presented with like huge um, tra- like uh, Bumblebee and Optimus Prime uh, statues. Um, and there's Marvel stuff and there's Star Wars stuff. It's like it's fantastic. There's like a Nerf shooting range. You can go into this kind of like <laughs> cool. gun cage and uh, and knock out targets. Um, they've got like a Lego recreation of the Hong Kong skyline, like both sides of the water on opposite oh, wow. like Lego toy aisles. 
Yeah, man, it is. It is Christmas in there. It really is. I would I love to see pictures pink... of that Bank of China. I, I will be doing another part of Behind the Bamboo Curtain to do exactly that. Oh, sweet! But in Sorry. in the more informal sector, <laughs> I mean, toy markets. Like as soon as I arrived here, Kim and I went um, to one of the big ones, and that was in the middle of the day. And we were like, oh, it's pretty dead, and some of the places aren't open. What you need to know is that. Toy culture here only comes alive after like 6 p.m. Then you go to these so. places. I've heard this. Yeah, it's yeah. incredible. Like you, it's it's like being on in a convention. And I asked the shopkeepers, like, is every night like this? Like it's people wall to wall, like there's just people everywhere, uh, you know, haggling and checking out stuff and buying stuff and chatting and trading things. You know, that is the toy culture every night. I'm told. And then there was the tale of yesterday. Now, yesterday was very notable for a number of things. Uh, New Zealand uh, exited the Rugby World Cup 2019, which is huge. My condolences to our Kiwi listeners. Brent, um, thinking of you, my man. Uh, <laughs> it was an incredible game of rugby. And I'm no rugby fan, but... Even I can say that, like, England had a game plan and they executed it to perfection. Those guys are brutal. And I'm not looking forward to South Africa facing them in the final next week. Uh, we are definitely the underdogs. Yeah. <laughs> Jim Godfrey and I have been uh, in communique over the rugby <laughs> over the last two days. Um, specifically over this uh, England versus New Zealand match and then uh, the match that happened uh, today, or before the recording of this podcast, was Wales in South Africa, which was quite intense. And obviously, we don't want to get too sporty here, but we're very proud of our boys. I don't know if they played the best rugby in the world today. I hope that they play the best rugby in the world when they meet up with England, because they better. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it was that hurricane wind that kept knocking the ball out of our guys' hands. Must have been. Mm. Uh, anyways, getting back to yesterday, I, I was euphoric after watching this great game and having just connected with an old school friend, like a guy who I'd gone to school with literally from the first day of junior school or primary school, whichever you prefer, or what is it, grade school? I don't know, whatever. The the, the earliest school uh, year, right till the end of our school career. I mean, we even went to the same university, but universities are big and you seldom see one another. Anyways, he happens to be living and working in Hong Kong. And of all the places to bump into a guy that I knew from my childhood, to bump into him here, incredible. Anyway, so we spent the day watching the game, getting uh, a little bit juiced. <laughs> and then I thought, okay, I'm in the perfect frame of mind to make this trip a little ways out of town. I mean, Hong Kong's not massive. Certainly big, but uh, very accessible thanks to the the MTR, the um, the underground. Anyways, I make this pilgrimage out to a place that's literally just called Toy Zone. Uh, popped up in a Google search. I didn't think much of it. Some of the pictures were like, you know, some Ginchy toys on a shelf. Google search on you know on on the interwebs never really yields the kind of results you want. Like you want a guided tour of the inside of a shop. And, you know, telling you exactly what they've got at any given time. But uh, I made this pilgrimage, and lo and behold, boys, it's literally the place where toys come to die. Like, I found <laughs> Carter James Bond Jr. 
<laughs> Those are great. Yeah. No, we... We do live in a world where James Bond Jr. can still be bought on card for, you know, next to nothing. Because it's trash. Wow. Sadly is. Except for that But I also found a Storm Eagle and Liquidator in box. The Chinese releases, which is the European artwork. The store wants about 100 US for each. Do you guys think it's a, a deal worth snapping? (laughs) <laughs> I think uh, I think our YouTube fans uh, would thoroughly enjoy an unboxing of one of those um, one of those vehicles. <laughs> I nearly said fine, but I don't know how. I feel. Really, is it not just mint and sealed box tinted glasses, Paul? Because yeah. honestly, like they're not very desirable vehicles. They're really not. Jojo and Cobra have far better jets. No, I agree. That's 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 why I didn't say fine because uh, yeah. Although I I mean I'm. I'm I'm quite outspoken on on those two vehicles on this podcast, but if our listeners don't know, I'm not a big fan of. But you you give it a green light. Yeah, I think it'd be interesting. I think it'd be fun uh, for our our viewers to check that out. And I and I know you well enough to know that if you got something like that, you would definitely put it to good use. And hey, why not have another jet for our our play motion episodes? So. Okay, well, you're I thinking would... all about the channel, Paul. I mean, <laughs> actually, first and foremost is our enjoyment of the toys. You'll eventually enjoy them. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. Rob, what, do you have any awareness of these jets, man? I don't, actually. I, I, don't, I don't know much about them, if, if I'm being honest. What mm. is... The Liquidator is a black Cobra jet. Very dart-like Delta Wing Triangle. design. Yeah, triangular. Uh, the Joe one is it takes after the YF twenty three, which is the competitor uh, program to the F twenty two Raptor. Anyway, it's very similar, yeah. but I think two fewer tailplanes. Oh no, these things <laughs> have triggers. Oh no, um, you can you can fold them away. Oh. Yeah, Rob, they're basically water pistols with wings in a cockpit. I was about yeah. to say, are they That's water pistols? <laughs> Oh, yeah. the liquid dead. So is that a is that a nay from Rob? <laughs> I gotta say, dude, I'm I've got a very pragmatic approach to these. I mean, had you said it was like the Ghost Striker or something, I would be like, yes, 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 get it because it's no, but I mean, it's just beautiful. Did but, you say a hundred dollars yeah. each, US dollars each? Correct, Amanda. Holy yeah. shizzles! <laughs> shizzles for nizzles. That's bro. a lot of money for something <laughs> that looks like this. Mint in sealed box. Ooh. How much are they going for? So eBay? the privilege of applying those stickers. It's all yours. And you'll be the first one to put water in there as well. <laughs> Indeed. And, and listen, it's Hong Kong water, so then it's like, it's actually a weapon. <laughs> I mean, or so I've heard. Hey, this Look, is guys, my Chinese friend honest, that said this, not me. Like, I, I know this is a ridiculous way of framing it, but it's less about the money to me and more about the fact that I'm going to have to lug these around in my luggage for three months. Oh yeah, no, that that is a big thing. Mm. Also, they're a lot cheaper. You can get a Mintbox England one for five hundred rand. Well, then again, you also have to add five hundred shipping, so it's a thousand rand. There you go. There you go. I mean, that that that's not a hundred dollars. That's like twenty dollars. These things. <laughs> no, look, it's close. <laughs> to... I I personally wouldn't buy them. If I if I saw them in a shop, I'd be like, uh, skip. I'll buy another scoop. That's me. So, oh, you know me. I'm sentimental when it comes to stuff like this. 
Fair enough. Okay, taken under advisement, I'm I'm split down the middle. Oh, and another little anecdote. On the way to Toy Zone, uh, (laughs) I lost my train card because I was happily drunk. Lordy. Anyways, so get out of the station, realize I'd lost it, contemplate jumping the barrier, thinking... It's late enough at night, you know, is the security guy really going to chase after me and throw me in the, the chuki, um, spend a night in jail? Well, he'll see you when you come back. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I am rather um, uh, conspicuous looking. Yes. But I thought, no, nah, let me rather just brazen it out. So I'll, I'll own up. Went to the kiosk, said very sheepishly, lost my ticket. Aww. And I'm fully expecting a fine, and the guy rolled me off like a sort of a, a pass, and said, next time, try to be more careful. Aww, that's so cool. <laughs> try like, to be more careful. As I walked away, I was like, dude, you have no idea. I'm a third world kid, next time, I'm going to try to be more criminal. If you can get <laughs> off that light, I'm just never going to buy a ticket ever again. Oh, <laughs> Wow. We third world kids, we come into your country and we fuck up your shit. <laughs> he's probably like, he's probably like Guilo. That's why your crotch like, is like broken. <laughs> My crotch? How did you know that, Cooch? He just did. Uh, uh, I guess it's about that season. <laughs> so is that a wrap on you shit, boys? Not nah, so. hardly. Wait. Whoa. Kuja's also buying Uh-oh. new stuff. Kuja bought a toy. Heck oh yeah. my word. <laughs> Not that kind of toy. I did uh, see Joker though, so I, I do have a couple opinions on it. Has everybody in the room seen that at this point? I have yet to see it. Unfortunately, yeah. I'm a I'm a poor boy. I have not been able to afford uh. to go to the cinema in, in quite a while. Or even <laughs> lunch. Perhaps you are Joker. Who knows? Could um, be. Could be. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, then we can chat that up in due course. Let's see, what else? No one has uh, felt the temptation to see Dark Fate. Uh, what's that? Terminator. Oh, no, I have no interest oh, in that movie. Oh, stop it, stop <laughs> it. <laughs> Even oh, though uh, James watched... Cameron is uh, sort of responsible for the plot, and it kind of... Uh, basically erases the continuity from Terminator 3 onwards. Yeah, I, I've heard mm. it's, it's exactly the same as all the other ones. Really bad. Yeah, well, <laughs> I would like, I'd like to give it a, a peep, you know, and check it out. And, the, you know, I still want to watch The Joker, which I haven't been able to watch. So. I thought you said you'd seen it, Paul. Didn't you just tell Kuja you saw it? No, I wanted to. Uh, no, no, you I wanted to how... see it, dude. And... I don't want to go into that. It's a bit of an off-pissing. Um, no, don't put us off, please. This is we're there. talking hard. I haven't tonight. yet. yet. Uh, I haven't watched it yet. Mm. We're no, we're not. We don't want. We don't want to go there. And uh, <laughs> yeah, talk about it tomorrow. Never um, forget that the Mick G Terminator had a rattler in it. And it was there pretty you dope. Go. Case closed. That film was stunning. Like visually, Salvation is gorgeous. Oh, it's beautiful. It was uneven. It was an uneven experience, but I agree. Yeah, maybe I'm just focusing on the good. Yeah. You're too much of a goody two-shoes. I actually just hated the one with Daenerys in it, and I hate Terminator 3 with a passion. Wow. It was actually on Netflix. Also. That's the only one you hate. The first one and the third one. <laughs> the third one. Yeah. 
Because I mean, I, I thought let me just check out the, let me the check shovel, out the third one again. The trenching shovel. <laughs> yeah, well, that I mean, it was it's on Netflix, so I like I saw it and I was like, okay, well, I haven't seen this film. I've only ever seen it once, and that was after a dancing competition. So maybe I was a bit tired and I should watch it again. And I couldn't even get through the first fifteen minutes. I was like, nope, screw that movie, and it can go back in the hole it came out of. That's and the one wild. that's got Daenerys in. I don't even know what the name is. I think it's Genesis or some rubbish. Um, yeah, please, you 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 can pay Genesis. me to watch that. In fact, that. Genesis. That's the only way. That's the only way I'll watch that rubbish is if somebody pays me to do it. Um, but thankfully, I found salvation in the new Watchmen TV series um, that popped up, uh, not on Netflix, but it's on um, a local thing you like that called Showmax. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was pleasantly surprised uh, because I'm very firm in the belief that there's only one Watchmen, and really we shouldn't have more stories from it. But Jeez, uh, okay, thanks, se- <laughs> Alan Moore. <laughs> yeah, so this TV series has proven me wrong. Wow. And the new and the new Twilight Zone is super average. New so. Twilight. I mean, while we're on the topic of media, the new Twilight Zone. Oh. Uh, oh, that one. I don't. I'm not. They made another one. I'm not. No, I don't know if I'm feeling it yet. Yeah. You don't want to put too much faith in Linda Hoff. Speaking of Watchmen. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I don't mind. I don't mind Lindelhoff. I know a lot of people don't like him. I generally don't mind him, to be very Lordy, honest. I guys, don't think he's the best. We went through a think... new shit section, and I didn't even get around to saying that I picked up <laughs> Street Fighter 2, G.I. Joe, Chun-Li. Whoa. <laughs> Spinning but a kick. Cha-cha-cha-cha. Oh, down. man. Any opinions on this unique little oddity in G.I. Joe history? Uh, hmm. Thick thighs? I don't know. Indeed, where I did get that much right. <laughs> or wrong. Oh. I mean, the the action feature is intrusive. I'm seriously considering making her a sacrificial lamb for her head. Because, <gasps> <laughs> like, the secret's out. Um, It's a great head sculpt. I would gladly slap mm. this onto Jinx's body for an unmasked Jinx. Mm. Um, everything from hey. everything on the waist from the waist up on that figure is gold in my opinion. I love how they did the upper torso. The lower torso is complete trash. Um, uh, and the but face because of the action is... feature, there's no way of saving the upper torso. Exactly. All you can do is rescue the arms. If that. Mm, gross. Gross. The... Why has yeah, why did you do this to us? Though I will say that the the sort of Street Fighter 2 binge that this action figure has taken me down led me to the 1994 animated film. Whoa! Why? It's gorgeous. Oh, I recently watched that as well. I love that movie. It's so bad. It's, it's a little bad. bit I exploitative. I mean, there is a sequence uh, for those of you <laughs> who haven't watched it. Which very gratuitously follow Chun Li in the shower. Yes. This is an anime film based on a video game with nudity. Sounds like a it's, messy. It's some. It's pretty well. It it gives I've the viewer exactly what he wants. <laughs> well, what's what's pretty cool about that? If I could just jump in like two <laughs> seconds quickly. Firstly, I've got the I've got the DVD of that, which has got both the uncut and the cut versions that were released. So, mm-hmm. AKA jump the Asian the version, and then the Paul's the big so fan. It's awesome. I watched it on 2B TV, which is amazing. Did you yeah. guys have you ever heard of this thing? No. UB TV. All the GI Joe cartoons are, are on 2B TV. So Sigma Six, 
Uh, oh no. A real American hero. I think Deke is I don't know, I could be wrong. But then uh, like random other stuff like cops. Why? You know, all the shows that we've often heard about in sort of G.I. Joe fan circles are available on Tubi TV. But here's the caveat. If you are in any territory outside of the United States, in order to get that bouquet, I would suggest downloading a VPN <gasps> and setting set set your location to like Los Angeles. So you can fool Tubi TV to think that, hey, you're an American. Let's give you all the shows. Incredible. So yeah. Kujo is the only one here who could watch it without using a VPN. It's well, true. It's Ooh. easy to buck the system, my <laughs> boys. I think it's the same kind of thing as uh, uh, the Fire Sticks. It's like a revolving kind of uh, hosting. Because like if you if you like leave it up for a whole day, like if you try and play it again, that signal will be gone. You'll have to refresh it. Why? Hmm. All right, mm-hmm. all right. Well, also something cool about Street Fighter. Steve Fighter. I saw that movie the first time on VHS. Um, and also when David got his PlayStation. Uh, he got the Street Fighter 2, the movie, the video game, not the live-action one, the anime one, oh. which is a two-CD set, and you're basically playing as a recon uh, cyborg for M. Bison, and, uh, well, Vega, technically, um, and you're scanning all these, like, fights. No, no, and Bison's what happens right. Is you... Yeah, Bison's the English name, yeah, sorry, but it's just in Japan, they call him Vega, and then I get confused because... Then what does Vega get called? There. Balrog. And what? yeah, that's his actual <laughs> name. And yeah, Vega is actually Balrog. Then what does Balrog get called? Balrog is called M Bison. <laughs> You're blowing Who's my M. Bison? mind. Yeah. So M Bison. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah. Close enough. M Bison. That's the whole thing. That's why Same he was difference. called M Bison because it's a play on Mike Bison. Paul, are you pulling my plonker? Is this for real? You pulling his plonkers? No, no, um, I'm being dead. I'm being so, super serious. So they just it's swap like, names around. In Japan, they <laughs> shuffle the names around. No, no, in Japan, that's what they named them, and in America, they they reshuffled the names. Uh, and I mean, I suppose that is part of the trivia. But the thing is, what guys don't know about one of the things about Street Fighter that people don't really know is that in Hong Kong, there's a com- comic company called Jademan Comics, and they had a very long run of Street Fighter comics, or technically manga. That went on for, wow, easily, I think it was seven or eight years. And that actually established a lot of the, what's now known as the Street Fighter canon. And out of all of the published Street Fighter publications, comics, etc., Jademan comics have actually been the most popular. And have always been sort of uh, focused on a slightly older crowd. So there's lots of bone breaking and blood and the occasional boob and the occasional ass there. Um, and I think that's why when they did the anime, they thought, oh, no problem, because Jademan Comics has such a huge buying base, um, so much so that it was even translated in Japan for the Japanese market, um, who also loved it. Uh, it's, it's very cool. It's uh, Sorry, it's one of the things that helped uh, Hong Kong comics get really big, it made uh, things like Wind and Cloud and, or Wingshima uh, much better. I think it's Wingshima. Do you think that... Street Fighter has any place in G.I. Joe. Heck yeah, dude. I kind of do. Especially Guile, man. I love... <laughs> I think Guile has totally got a place. I think Vega slash M. Bison makes for a great um competing bad guy. Shadow Lou is a very cool competitor to Cobra and the world. <laughs> um, Yeah. 
I I enjoyed mixing them. I don't know. Ooh. Um, I I often find myself thinking, yeah, it's it's a cool mix. I mean, some of them are ex-soldiers. We have enough martial arts in GI Joe itself. You can definitely fit a bit of Street Fighter in there. Hmm. Nice. And also, I mean, nice. the Street Fighter toys were kind of the genesis for a lot of our customizations. I mean, we weren't customizing Joe's until the Street Fighter stuff came out because it ended up being so cheap that David would just buy tons and tons of these things. We'd be taking them apart, making up these crazy figures, one of which I have, which is amazing. He took Blanca and shaved off half of its hair, cut off half of Blanca's hair, and put it in the body of M. Bison, the head in the body of M. Bison, and basically turned it into what looks like a cyborg Superman. Ooh, fantastic, dude. <laughs> it's so cool. You share pics of that. And, yeah... It's very, very cool. And then he painted it clear. Oh, it looks, it actually is pretty rad. Um, and this, you know, I've mentioned this before, but like all of, all of a sudden, all of our G.I. Joe characters now have like super martial arts powers and are shooting energy blasts and all kinds of rubbish. And it's awesome. And that had a lot to do with Street Fighter's influence in the G.I. Joe line. And, um, yeah, I think it was just really cool. I mean, it's just Street Fighter figures at that scale was awesome. And I'm just sorry that we missed out on the Mortal Kombat stuff here in South Africa, because I would have gone nuts for that myself, personally. Hence, owning a Goro now <laughs> on that line. He's great, by the way. I just want to put that out there. Heck yeah, buy Mortal Kombat figures, guys. Yeah. I don't think Mortal Kombat fits, but I do think uh, that that one guy was, was popular on Street Fighter because he probably reminded people of G.I. Joe. Hey, uh, Guile. Oh, like Jax. Guile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, there's Jax, there's Striker. Anyway, carry on, yeah. <laughs> it's really apropos of nothing, but... Very recently, my lady beat me with uh, Dahlism, or however you say that. I was Blanca, and it did not work out. That was was a rough (laughs) night. Um, Yeah. Uh, Let's see. I did want to, uh, before we get into the mission at hand, uh, HCC dropped a tweet uh, posing the question, which shockwave is actually better? Night Force or the original sculpt? Steven, I'm going to have you finish with this one. But uh, Robert, what are you thinking? I'll give you a couple thoughts from people online. Dustin or Dragon Fortress, if you will, says he likes the blue Uh one, Tetris Camo. Um, Let's see. Action Figure Junkie. Looks like he goes Night Force. Mm, What are you thinking? Well, like... I always enjoy characters in more muted colors, but I think the original Shockwave is where you gotta go. Um, that the blue is just, it's iconic, it's, it's, it's the way I've always known him. Um, and I think Shockwave as a Night Force member is a cool concept, and it's cool to see him in the more appropriate colors than in blue. But then he kinda of just looks a little like Firefly, but, but then that's more of a problem than the modern era when they kept making those figures. I was like, that's another Firefly. But yeah, um, I, I definitely I, I swing old school original colors. Hmm. What are you thinking, Paul? I am thinking blue is the way to go. Why? Because I feel that when he wears the normal military colors or the normal sort of muted colors, he's just another guy with a balaclava. But when he's dressed in blue, um, it gives him a lot of uniqueness. It makes him a very interesting character. It made him stand out to me in the cross sell in the catalogs. Uh, and when I was, uh, when I started collecting Joe's again and I was buying modern figures, uh, figures up like, like a hungry dinosaur, um, I made sure that I got that blue shockwave. I got both actually, because of they, they had different pack-ins. 
Um, but I still thought even the modern era, which by many people's standards is kind of a bad figure um, or a bad Joe toy. Um, I thought the blue one was still better in that format as well. So yeah, and now that I finally have my own one, uh, yeah, I just I think the night. Sh- uh, please don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying poo poo on the on the Night Force version. I just really love the blue version, and I think it speaks to the character or speaks volumes of the character. So that's me. <laughs> that's good enough for me. I think I agree with you guys. That Night Force is tight. But honestly, I think that green kind of makes him a little barrel-chested. I don't, I don't know if I like that look. I go blue. Steven, this is one of your favorites. How do you feel at the end of the day? Lay it out for us. You know, I've kind of, I've kind of got to be quite composed in my answer because it's something that I do have a pretty big opinion on, and it swings both ways. <laughs> uh, Night Force, while, while Original Shockwave is one of my all-time faves, if not my favorite, from purely a playing with point of view, because it was such a, a great sort of combat body, you know. This wasn't a guy lounging around base. This is a the body of a a Joe who's like as the file card suggests, kicking down doors. I mean he's the tip of the spear. Um and he also applied himself nicely to like what we played a lot of in the wake of uh, Metal Gear Solid, and that was sneaking missions, you know, infiltration types, urban environments, zero residual presence, in and out kind of missions, uh, wet works with your silencer, that sort of thing. The first figure I got, I think, I'd like to think, when I went to the States for the first time, was Nightfall Shockwave. It was like an essential, um, because this was in the wake of a RPG which we used to play, like a text-based email. It was on Yahoo groups. Anyways, everyone in the group can kind of contribute to this this tapestry of, of role-playing game. Uh, there is one sort of moderator who keeps things in hand, but, like, it was interesting. And I played as specifically Night Force Shockwave because the deco just... I think the, the, the name of the role-play was G.I. Joe Night Force, so it always had, like, a Night Force... Uh, setting or slant so those characters were typically more favorable than you know bog standard gi joe oh okay but i'm waffling guys <laughs> i think when it comes down to holding both figures in your hands firstly the night force figure is that much more valuable so you're less inclined to play with it why that's something that strikes me immediately my night force shockwave sits in the drawer Whereas my childhood shockwave is proudly displayed on the, I think he's on the Warthog, if memory serves. And he ru- he routinely sees action, man. Those joints could not get floppier. Ninja kicking action! <laughs> uh, <Yeah>. And he's <laughs> yellowed, but it, I don't care, man. He is, it, that is my guy. That is my number one. The thing about shockwave's mold is, it is extremely detailed. And yet he has very few paint uh, swatches, you know, very few, you know, his color palette is very broad, uh, two t- tones of blue on the one hand and gray, black and green on the other. Like there seems to be more detail in his sculpt than his paint palette. Uh, like his sculpt is basically let down by his paint palette, but at the same time, you can't add more colors. It would start looking... It... <laughs> okay. I'm going to go original. 
because it adds one level of visual intrigue more than Night Force, and that is those bits of camo. You take those away, and you've all of a sudden got a very plain figure. It just looks like a tasteful, you know, remix of, of appropriate colors, but nothing particularly signature. I think you put it best, Paul, when you said, like, it just it doesn't look unique. It just looks like any other Joe. Mm. And, and at the same time, no other Joe. Because it is a balaclavered badass. Um, he just needs something. And, you know, I would have loved, like, a tampo or something. Just something to give give Shockwave one more layer of visual intrigue. Or maybe the, the knife sheath on the chest needed to be painted. Like, just something. This, there's a level of plainness that, as I say, the paint or the, the coloring of Shockwave d- does not support the detail of the sculpt. Because that sculpt is top shelf. Pure class. Little artwork. Yeah, maybe maybe a little bit of a little bit of uh paint on the on the ankle knife as well would be good. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. But I would make a very strong argument for the, I think the knight version is o- only cool because of what the original Shockwave had set down. And the only thing that I found was for me personally with my current Shockwave that has made it better is I gave him one of the PTE handguns because I love his giant handgun, but I think uh, those PTE, uh, PTE handguns look so good in his hand, and it's very similar to the Beretta-esque gun that he's carrying anyway, that it just looks so cool, and it just it elevates this toy. So I think Birds of a feather, I do exactly the same thing, Paulie, my man. Are you ripping me off? Are you ripping him off? Maybe, maybe I am ripping you off. Maybe, Are you ripping him off? <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm spoofing him. No. <laughs> Maybe I'm I'm copying him. No, maybe but, you uh, just came to yeah. it your own way because yes, Shockwave, he's dual wielding, man. He's got two pistol holsters. Yeah, he needs them guns, yo. <laughs> yo. And I got so many of those handguns. Those, I've got like a whole section full of those pistols. Like you could put Scrooge McDuck in there. And it's like guns, 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 guns. <laughs> anyway. It's a it's a good gun. It's got a gummy grip, so it's good for O-ring thumbs. For vintage. The vintage a figures. provocative tweet by HCC for sure. By the way, I think on Tuesday, depending on when this drops, uh, HCC and Cujo uh, are doing a live stream, an evening wasted. Um, wait, I didn't say that right. Where I am, it is Tuesday already. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, then so, uh, uh, this will be in the past. Cut that up. Wow, Steven, so far in the future. You know, I uh, if if we're finally to the uh, the night landing, uh, is do we have any other business? Yeah, man. I think the second half of this show is about to commence. It's time, time for the Cobra night landing. Yeah. I don't know, guys. As much as I can talk about the night landing, it, it kind of feels like a bit of romanticizing the past. Because if I'm watching. Uh, form BX257, talk about it, and watching it sink in his little tub. It just seems like that it was one of those things that people enjoyed more because maybe they understood it than it actually played. Does it, is it kind of like a Silver Mirage type of vehicle for you? Is it better to look at? Oh, no, I love that thing. <laughs> it's like, it's the stupidest thing ever, but like, uh, I had that inflatable boat from Tracker. That was the only reason I bought Tracker in the 90s, was because I wanted that inflatable rubber dinghy that he comes with, or what do they call them? 
uh, a zodiac, zodiac or whatever. Yeah, and uh, that was like so when I finally got my hands on a night landing because I was like, well, firstly this thing exists, and secondly, I could get my hands on one with that awesome fiftieth um, anniversary set. I was like, sweet. That has probably been the most played with toy from that set for me, like more so than that vamp. So that thing is cool. That thing is super cool. It is so practical, and I would love I'd love to use it in an episode. Just have to find a nice body of water. No points for guessing. Paul loves it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but like seriously, it's a cool toy. You put you put four eels on there, and then you give them code names like the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker, and Carl, <laughs> and then you just go. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so no, I think it's great. Only thing missing is four eels. If you don't have eels, you kind of screwed <laughs> so. or a firefly it's a good companion piece for both yeah you can put anything on there yeah, really true, i mean it's a fantastic way of getting somewhere and and it's a cool kind of mood setter as well and it comes with enough stuff too i mean it comes with its own little radio i mean that's fantastic mm. and a super reali- yeah, realistic fun. detail awesome <laughs> <laughs> but could there be a more low-tech cobra vehicle in their whole arsenal I mean, that is, that's like, that's real world, as as real world military as it comes. It's just surprising that the Joes don't have it. I mean, that is, those things are famously used by, by the SEALs. So mm. it's just odd that the Joes don't have it, but Cobra has it, you know? Maybe you'd do a little trading with the devilfish or something. <laughs> uh, there you go. And the, the Joes got a thing called the devilfish, and it's in red. Yeah, look, there there was some interesting um, cross pollination happening. I definitely design wise and name convention wise. So we have a tropical mission, just like the box might suggest. You know, uh, you went with the blue on blue shockwave. Well, baby, these these waters are blue. And think back to the uh, the briefing room. I got some Cobra brass. Who knows? Who knows? Nobody tells you anything. You just go in a room, you get a mission, right? Sounds about right. <laughs> the idea is to get in quiet, but the four tools are such. A radio, let's be honest, a clumsy knife. Have you ever killed anybody with that knife in your playtime? And a shovel. Oh yeah, and some World War II relic gun. Well, the butcher gets the shovel. The candlestick maker gets the radio. <laughs> And the baker gets the knife. I don't know. Maybe we should switch that the around. The butcher gets the knife. I mean, he's the guy who knives things. Yeah, he's the butcher. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's the butcher. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that makes more sense. Yeah. Cole gets the, the mounted gun. <laughs> I guess that's the only really way to, to make it spooky is to do it through the tools. The setting. The building that you have to get into, it's a mystery. It's undefined. As soon as you get in there, you'll know what you're supposed to get. But I don't know. That's that's where I kind of ran into a block. I couldn't really imagine myself playing with a lot of the accessories that it comes with. Did Have you guys enjoyed them along the way? Well, the best thing I can think of is that we're going to have to hold that, that radio close to that base because maybe, we, maybe that radio is actually um, some kind of, you know, it generates some kind of EMP pulse that messes around with some radar shroud or whatever is going on with the facility. So it's easier for our Cobra 
Night Raven to come in and bomb the, the hell out of the Maybe place. I'll carry the radio <laughs> and it starts to crackle, right? Yeah. I mean, this facility is not Joe. I mean, there's there's something about this thing. We've been sent to go and get it. We're clearly expendable here. Um, what, what's happened to us on the way there? Have we actually made it to shore in one piece? Or have we been scattered? Have we been... Has there been some kind of terrible accident? Has there been a shark with a logo on it? You know, that has taken us out. Last reference. This <laughs> is more of on the carpet rather than in the bathtub. So we made it there without incident. Okay, cool. We did not sink. Uh, we're on shore. We're going through the tools. We're deciding what function they have right now. We have the radio. It's going to warn us. What is the knife going to do, Robert? The knife, I think, I mean, that's going to help you get into things. You know, you can kind of cut holes and defenses. I mean, it's an, I think apparently it's supposed to be an entrenching knife. So you can probably do a lot of kind of like useful stuff with that. You can go hunting with it too, if necessary. You can, um, so Ro yeah, you can Robert digs in and we burrow under a fence. Does that sound right? Heck yeah. Nice. I'm getting us in there. Oh. <laughs> well, that leaves the shovel. So we kind of, we did the shovel's job. Steven, put this shovel to work on this horrific night. Well, is there anything lurking in the dark that uh, a swift blow from a shovel will uh, maybe decapitate? That's always a, a rather gory way to go. I mean, shovels are, are uh, melee weapons, if they have to be. Mm-hmm. Something mm -hmm. emerges from the tree line, and you'd say it was the Hulk, but it has bushy orange hair, and it gets in a crouch, and it starts to electrify for a second. <laughs> <laughs> How are you well, the first thing I do, shovel? dude, is I press R2 to arm the shovel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm trying to just figure out how to walk here, because every time I want to walk forward, I sort of walk sideways. I'm getting the camera angles right here. <laughs> and then I I plunk it with the with the shovel like that. Don't get close, Paul. He'll bite you. Yeah, he won't get you. It's true. It's true. Thank goodness we're not in India. I don't want any flashbacks. So we used a knife to dig under a fence. Heck yeah. We used a shovel to take out... <laughs> a uh, green-skinned orange-haired electrocuting creature uh are we gonna use the are we gonna use the gun to uh <laughs> to signal for help yes Pick a rock. <laughs> loud noises yeah hopefully the tra uh, yeah and the tracer runs now I, you know i should have totally just done a low sweep on the electrified green or red-haired monster because that that would get past its electrocution attack Jeez. I don't know if you guys know that. Just, just yeah, dude, me as and you fighting get closer, games do not walk the same path. It no, looks you. like it could be a mausoleum. It could be an art gallery. There's definitely attention to detail on the building. Some symbolism here and there. What what kind of approach? How, how do we use our gun? That's how we're going to open the door. <laughs> You're just going to go rock and roll on the lock. You can smash it. Smash it with the gun. Subtle pull. No, I just I, I mean, personally, I put the gun up to the to the lock or to the key. But hole, we've been sneaky. And then just sneak souls. Yeah. Well, then you can just front kick the door down. I mean, if you want to be sneaky about it, you can just breach it. Maybe we use a shovel to pry it open. I don't know. Shovel's busted, man. 
we're inside and you're having flashbacks because you're back in the Resident Evil mansion. One more time, gentlemen. Humor me one more time. <laughs> and you walk oh. in and suddenly the radio cracks to life and they say your mission is such. Go to the art gallery and pick one picture that Cobra Commander will enjoy hanging up in his office. So, gentlemen, I challenge you to pick a piece of art from the very generous and talented G.I. Joe community uh, for Inktober. Uh, let me grab these names right quick. But, Rob, don't open that door. No, what have I done? Your line should be, but, Chris! <laughs> You're the master of unlocking. <laughs> Here, Rob, take this. You're the master of unlocking things. Definitely salute the artists who have been breaking out G.I. Joe art this month. Cheers, guys. Aaron Aviani. I'm sorry, brother, if I jack that. He and Floyd Armstrong, who uh, did some Steel Brigade art for us along the way. Cheers, brother. Uh, did you guys have any art that turned up in their tweets and or Instagrams? You kind of shared with us a little earlier this month um, to kind of look at them and see what they're doing. And I really enjoy some of Floyd's stuff on on Twitter, especially his, uh, which one? Oh, Dalton. Like, just the grin on the character's face. The kind of, like, grimace is really fantastic. He just gets the kind of the spirit of the characters really well. And I liked, I liked his sci-fi as well. Oh, wow. They're really fantastic. Well, on Instagram, I actually, I mean, okay, it's not G.I. Joe, but it is pictures by an account. Uh, Coffee and Perspective, and he did a, a couple of really cool pics of characters from uh, Metal Gear Solid. And he has previously done um, artwork of uh, Snake Eyes, and damn, there's some, this guy's got some good stuff going on as well. So, but yeah, my, my two favorites were Snake Eyes and Dalton by Floyd. I thought those were fantastic. Although, Cobra Commander... Cobra Commander's going to like that. Yeah, he, he'll probably like the shirtless Dr. Mindman more, though, but... Hmm. Hell yeah. Well, I see I see a lot of G.I. Joe, uh, Joe artwork on a daily basis because of Instagram. Um, so I'm going to try and keep things a little bit um, <laughs> focused with the, the Twitter stuff. Um, because we're all mostly talking about Twitter. And uh, I got to say, I quite enjoy... Well, Steve also just posted a picture here but i believe that's also one of the twitter things of uh beachhead by brown lower and that is fantastic uh fantastic like really really awesome i dig that but i gotta say i really enjoyed this guy's croc master i thought it was very cool and uh i like um, which guy's that like the, his name is i believe it's floyd armstrong i just want to just get the name right yeah it's floyd armstrong he did um no sorry floyd your wetsuit is awesome, don't get me wrong. But I think it's just because I like them G.I. Joe freaks. Uh, I'm going to go with Aaron Aviani's uh, Croc Master. And I really appreciate the uh, the sort of dynamism of the pick. And uh, some cool anatomy there. And a lot of like really you know fun, interesting things to look at on this artwork. Totally cool artwork. I dig it. I dig it. Like, um, But then again, I just love... I love Croc Master. I know he can be quite difficult to draw. And I think he nailed it. So... Heck yeah. I like interesting expressions. Uh, Croc Master definitely pulls you in. Um, 
I like the Firefly, obviously. Stephen, what do you got? So, taking a little uh, trip over to Facebook, and I don't think it's necessarily in line with uh, Inktober, but a underrated G.I. Joe artist, perhaps he's not underrated, perhaps he's, he's very highly rated, and he should be, uh, but certainly one who's perhaps more reluctant to get behind his pencils. Gosh, this is a long intro. Um, our <laughs> very own HCC788 does fantastic work. I think it's something not many people know about him, but I just sent the guys uh, an image of, of a commission that I believe Hoodie did, uh, and this is a beachhead, and it is so on model. You know, immediate points, if you're a G.I. Joe artist, for observing all the little details of the action figure. The toys are so near and dear to our hearts, and it's just such a, a gratifying thing to see those finer points realized in an artistic endeavor. Absolutely. I think I might have mentioned it earlier, but like mm-hmm. these toys mm. are mini works Deep of thoughts. art. And to see them represented in art, well, Brian does a damn fine job. I agree. He is a multi-talented uh, pillar of this community. At the end of the day, dude, I just... I think it's cool when anybody does G.I. Joe artwork at the moment and, you know, just... <laughs> have you been doing any Paul this month? I I have been. Um, I did Inktober, but the problem is I got quite ill um, and I had to stop. I stopped at about the 8th or the 9th. Just do tiny small ones. Come on, dude. Small ones. Little, little post-it notes. Easy. Yeah, I know, dude, but I mean, like, no, no, you must understand. <laughs> I was really broken. Like, I don't want to go into the details. But I couldn't really sit down for too long. I had to either sleep or, yeah. Anyway, um, so I don't want to get into that too much. So I, it didn't really leave me much room to do anything creative. Um, but I did a few, and I'm really excited for what's called Jovember, when we all get to to do a GI Joburg. Oh, oh GI Joburg! You see, that's how brainwashed I am with our own brand. <laughs> uh, that's when we all get to do a GI Joe artwork every day for the whole month of November. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm just waiting for the prompt list, which I seem, which I can't seem to find. Uh, but it's a really, really cool event on on the on the Instagrams and everything else. And uh, I'd like to try and finish this one if possible, uh, just because I'm feeling, you know, 100% strong. Uh, and I am looking forward to the challenge of drawing some GI Joe. That's fantastic, which I always dude. Enjoy. Every day. Yeah, I'm gonna go for every day. Yeah, I totally would have uh, completed Inktober as well had I not uh, gotten ill. Like, it was really, really annoying because I'd actually pre-planned all my Inktober drawings. Um, So, yeah, I'd actually pre-planned all of them. I'd done thumbnails for every one of them and, you know, I had like alternates, you know, to see how I felt on that day. So it was like, it was never going to be an issue. It was just like the ideas because that's the hard part. Um, the ideas weren't the issue. It was just getting the drawing and stuff done, and I was just broken. So yes, this time I'm gonna rock it. I want to. I want to make some cool Joe artwork. And I think our listeners who are artistically inclined should do so as well. And if you don't feel that you are artistically inclined in the form of drawing with a pen on paper or pencil on paper, then I urge you to please take some photos of your favorite Joes. Try to get them in with the theme of the day. And, uh, yeah, I hit it with the hashtag Jovember, and uh, I'll be there to definitely give you a like and love 
and I'm sure uh, many of the G.I. Joe fans out there and many of the G.I. Joe community will do it too. I know it's kind of breaking the rules, but so many break people break the rules on Inktober anyway. There were people doing stuff on their computer, which I opted not to do. I wanted to go completely traditional ink for Inktober, which is kind of the point. I mean, you're supposed to get yourself out of your Exactly, company, dude. You know how it works. And Totally, dude. And there's a lot of G.I. Joes that... Uh, to draw them are very much out of my comfort zone, so I'm very excited for, about this prompt list. Um, yeah, helmets are always fun to draw. Even if you have no artistic abilities, you can take pictures, guys. Take pics of your figures yeah, and, and share them with, with, with everybody. Hashtag Joe Tember. Joe Tober. Jovember. 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 I like Jovember that. I was born in November. Whoa. Steven knows all about Jovember. Let's turn it into Joe Month. Nice. Yeah. Yes. And um and there's gonna be one special day during Jovember so we can do something really cool with. So yeah, I encourage you guys to do it as well. I think it would be awesome if you guys could do Jovember stuff. I mean, obviously, I'm not expecting you guys to draw. Kujo, you got an awesome drawing style. Yes, please do. I'm going to draw for this. I'd love to see some awesome photos from Steven and Rob. Mm, and, I'd uh, like to knock out another yeah. part to Bad Luck Lady. That is a, I would a video feature that's been sidelined by, I suppose, more more exciting things. But for me, it's it's chronicling my time here in in China. And I've been writing some music. I've been quite inspired and, and I've been writing all of this upbeat kind of ninjastic music <laughs> again. Hang on, guys. Did we manage to secure a piece of artwork for, for the Cobra Commander? I believe so. What is with all this small talk, man? We are still on mission, aren't we? We do have to get out. I'd love to say we radio in uh, our chopper evac, but we flip the radio over and we realize... <gasps> It's hollow. There's nothing in it. It's a one-way ticket, guys. It's a piece of dressing. <laughs> yeah, man. And that's where the machine gun comes in handy. <laughs> Alright, you guys can see it. I grab the gun like a boss. I'm not usually in it for glory or for the kill, but here it is. We start, we start bossing down a hallway. A couple people stick heads out. That's a mistake. We're coming down come around a corner and uh we can see the boat we can see the beach there's there's one thing in front of us a paul what, what what's standing in our way brother i want to say a zombie but i can't really be sure because it's not really well lit it's kind of shuffling at us i kind of feel like i've got horror movie horror video game brains at the moment so i'm like what is that and somebody's got to say get back i've got this my man's been playing too much Resident Evil. Kicking it old school with some Evil. pixelated blood, my brother. Am I correct in oh, assuming so we're all eels? That would follow, right? I never really sense. defined it. Hmm. Oh, somebody's gotta stab it. Whatever it is. I have the knife. Rob, okay, I'm stab stabbing. It. I'm stabbing away. I'm giving it some good knife strokes. The whole team. Giving it strokes. The whole team sort of moves behind Rob and sort of edges him forward while he's got the knife in front of him. Yeah. Well, don't you need to, like, slash twice and then take a couple of steps back and then slash twice <laughs> again? You want to stay out of the range of that zombie's grasp. That's true. You slash low, you do low slashes, and then it falls down, and then you slash it while it's down. Mm. Or or you trigger it to grab your ankles, and then you smash his head. Yep, lose a little bit of health, <laughs> but 
Worth it. Oh. <clears throat> Speaking of herbs, it's been a great time to talk about WeTube. But, <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's as much as I had in the mission. Like you guys, it's been uh, it's been pretty hectic. I, I definitely think my escape is probably these chats at times. Hell yeah, this is how we escape. And Kujo, sorry, while we're on the topic of your crafting of stories and adventures, um, if people wanted to get hold of the Black Book, how would they do it, man? Uh, how could they do it if they... Because I've had a few requests uh, from people. I don't want to give out your personal email address, obviously. So uh, how, how would you like people to contact you? Would you like them to DM you on Twitter or whatever if they would like a book? Um, thanks. First of all, thanks, brother. Um, uh, let's see. No, I think you can just hit me up on the email. Uh, Kujo86. I think there's probably a handful left. But I think um, it was always built for three printings. But I think the definitive printing will be the next one. Um, I'm going to add four pages. We're going to tweak a little bit. It, we're not going to go special edition on it. But uh, just clean up some things, center it. I'll, I'll speak more on that in the future. But, yeah, Kujo86 at Gmail. Um, you'll get one. And... Sounds yes, good. the black book is uh it's it's not going away guys. It's not going away. Yeah, that's all I got. Thanks for spinning that yarn, Cooge. Heck yeah, dude. I was wondering how you were gonna work in the artistic angle or the Inktober angle, I should say. I'm just glad we weren't attacked by the crows. That was that's all I'm saying. That was the yeah, otherwise yeah, we would really be out of there. I don't know, I couldn't slash it any crows. We would be totally out of it. It would not work. No, you can't slash at them crows. This is, this is totally off topic, and I probably should have worked it in, but it, have you guys seen Phantasm at all? The, yes, the original yeah, one the shiny the ball. ball. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yes. Okay, no, this is a true story, as, yeah. swear to God. So basically, like, there's this mausoleum about, like, uh, probably, like, five or six blocks away. I can walk there, be there in ten minutes. And it's... It does not belong in this neighborhood. It's like this old world structure. There's a pendulum in it. There's like three layers of marble walls with stained glass that does not make sense, I promise you. Uh, apparently, I was doing some research for another podcast, and that the director of that uh, of Phantasm grew up in Long Beach. That's the mausoleum that inspired it. Like I was like, cool. total recall on that one. Crazy. That's very cool. Wow. That must have been crazy, Dejavu. It is. I, I, def- I definitely went back there like the day after to check it out again. And and on oh. the topic of of horror stuff, it's not as cool as what you're do- what you just said now because that no, is some on, really brother. awesome trivia. Uh, I just recently saw Bart had picked up a um a snow job, with yellow knees, <laughs> but um it got me thinking of like how a uh, snow job is totally McCready from uh from the thing. Um, and then it's, it's got, it kind of got my, my head rolling on, uh, some GI Joes that would make great stand-ins for, stand-ins for horror movie characters. And I thought, well, this would be a nice quickfire topic and just see if, if any of you guys have got any Joes in your mind that might fit with a, a horror movie. Ooh. Uh, it can even be... It could just be the thing. Yeah, even. man. Seeing as I mean, the... like rock and roll would fit in there too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But but like yeah, rock and roll could fit in because I can never remember the name of the character. But it's and and guys, if you haven't seen the thing by Do now, it. I'm sorry, but like c- come now, it's like spoilers. almost thirty years old. Um, spoilers. <laughs> but yeah, there's a roadblock it's to make a great uh, character. Ooh. Yeah. 
Well, it's eighty. It's eighty-three, eighty-two, isn't it? So no, it's eighty-four, eighty-four, eighty. I can't remember. I'm gonna go with eighty-one. It's an amazing movie. Eighty-one or eighty-two. It's the same year that ET came out. Ah. Not helping, Rob. (laughs) Eighty-two. How do you know what year ET came out? Jeez. Um, there's a slightly more uh, conspicuous thing that happened in 1982. Ooh, oh. the G.I. Joe movie came out. <laughs> close, close enough. No, G.I. Joe came exactly, out. Exactly, except, I mean, yeah, the numbers 1982 will always be indelible for any Joe fan. Well, any Joe fan worth his salt. <laughs> any Joe fan who plans his... Yeah. <laughs> so, Cooch, you're allowed to choose. So, there's only one rule. Cooge is not allowed to choose Rowdy Roddy Piper from oh, They Live. You that's can't do it. Cheating. <laughs> no, it's too on the nose. It's too easy. Cause, yeah, yeah, it's too easy. Honestly, so. like, I'm going to take the easy way out. Uh, chaos, right? That's total Jason, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm, good one. Very much Jason. <laughs> yeah, take that one out. Yeah. Well, I've already said McCready from Snow Job, so now it's up to Rob and he who watches lots of horror movies, Stephen. Oh, no. <laughs> Embarrassing. Rob, go for it. <laughs> well, I really said rock and roll. I mean, the, but that, those, those are supposed to be too obvious. I'm trying to think now. I suppose you could... You could well, then I'll in, go... I will, you I'll could be pop fair. anyone... <laughs> you could pop anyone into Predator. I mean, that's a horror movie, essentially. <laughs> Yeah, got it him. Is, it is. I'll, I'll, I'll let it. I'll, I'll, I'll say. Yeah. Rock I'll, and roll in, in Predator. As who? As Dutch? No, no, no. As Dutch is um, uh, sexual tyrannosaurus. <laughs> What's the character? I'm a sexual tyrannosaur. Uh, what was his name? Jesse Ventura. Yes. There That's you it. go. There we go. That's his name. No alien references? No. Oh well, I mean alien. I mean, I suppose alien aliens. You could um, you could substitute Duke for uh, what's his name? Hicks. Hicks. Yes. Drake. Drake or Hicks. Hicks. I think he would make a great. Yeah, he'd make a great Duke. Yeah, Hicks. Yeah, more Hicks than Drake. Yeah. I don't know. Hicks, I think, feels more like a Falcon to me. Duke's very much like hey, one of the boys. That's like Apone. Oh, Apone is, like, totally stalker for me. Why? Just because he's black? Oh, come on, Paul. Every day in the core. Stalker's far more, like, intellectual than Apone. I don't know. I think Apone's pretty intellectual. Like, <laughs> He's uh, no scholar. I love Apone's, like, attitude. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I Apone's... could be Dr. Giggles. <laughs> Dr. Giggles? So I was just going to go with uh, Unmasked Snake Eyes as... Uh... Jason, for, not what's his name? Friday the Fourteenth. Fre- Freddy Krueger. Friday the Fourteenth. Friday the Fourteenth. Oh, Freddy the Krueger. <laughs> Freddy the Krueger. Freddy of the Krueger's. Uh, oh, yeah. uh, horror I ain't my thing. It. Can you tell? <laughs> but hey, I mean, Freddy Krueger's got a thing for like blades, right? Like on his yeah, fingers. So I don't know that this this the Snake Eyes reference, liking sharp things. <laughs> anyway, I just yeah, when I see that unmasked. Freddy Krueger face, and I cross-reference it with the fact that, like, people were legit scared whenever they saw Snake Eyes unmasked in the early comics. That's kind of a good visual reference to go by, you know? Bits of charred, not charred, um, blistered, burnt, melted flesh that 
for some reason somehow is able to be on this guy's face and he's still a effective combat soldier with all those burns no no that works and and if we're like if we're sticking only with vintage uh like purely with vintage the desert scorpion makes for in my opinion makes for a great uh ear watcher for a great predator from the first movie desert scorpion uh, i just yeah desert scorpion just has that vibe i don't know how to explain it to you it's just got a very predator he does though actually um Shadow Truck. Mm. Green Hydro Viper. Yeah, but I'm yeah, well that that's also a good one. But I'm saying if we only stick to vintage, I mean that's if we don't take a foray into into modern era. If we took a foray into modern era, yeah, no 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 question. Shadow Tracker all the way. And I get where you were going with that one, Cooge. Green Hydro Viper, definitely. What creature from the Black Lagoon? Something like that. No, it's cool. I just had to throw it out there. It's always fun to, you know, just take us out of our comfort zone. Where was that you guys earlier in the week, damn it? <laughs> <laughs> It's coming now. That's well, who you um, were in the raft. There we go. Oh wow, Serena as Serena as Vasky. Yeah. Hey Vasky, has anybody ever mistaken you for a man? I love that line. wrap on 156 boys that is 156 yeah and i hope everyone has a fantastic halloween if you're going out trick-or-treating be careful out there adults take care of your kids yeah eat lots of candy watch lots of horror movies i make sure you watch at least the shining and the uh the thing alien doctor sleep doctor sleep yeah do it go get out there you got this yeah because aliens on uh, alien is being uh shown here in cinema uh, it's at select wow. cinemas, the RT cinemas here in South Africa. So I hope, and I've heard Ghostbusters is being shown, and as is Friday the Thirteenth in select cinemas in America. So that's pretty exciting. But yeah, guys. So if you're gonna go trick and treating, be safe, but be awesome. Have the coolest costume ever, and uh, don't listen to that crap on the internet. Dress your kids up as stormtroopers. Yeah, do whatever they want. All good. Let them dress up as GI yeah. Joe characters. If they want to be part of the winning team, let them be. Fans of Phantasm, I will not leave you mm-hmm. hanging. I'm actually going to do a Cujo and White Lightning. They're going to visit that mausoleum. So you'll see it oh, too. Cool. Yeah. Ah, do it. Do it. You know, you'll have a fan in me. So. Got it. That sounds uncomfortable, man. You better get that fan out of you, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's it's uh, not switched on yet. It's all good. <laughs> Horror story in the making. But, Joe. Ooh, the fan. Uh, but with that, uh, I believe, like you said, 156 is over. <laughs> man. Well, guys, I don't know about y'all, but um, I'm going to head straight back to bed. It's, you uh, got this, my dude. Half past four in the morning, Heck so yeah. I hope Freddy Krueger don't come for me. Is it Freddy Krueger's? Well, it's not Friday the 14th, you'll be <laughs> Friday fine. Friday the 14th. <laughs> 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 Hey, I'm, yeah, I'm, glad I, I'm glad we got to chat, guys. Heck yeah, my dude. As dudes. am I. Awesome. Later, my guys. Big love. Later, my Next dude. time I speak to you, I will be in China. Ooh. <laughs> cool, my China. <laughs> Later. Cheers, dude. Later. <laughs>